2: Hello and welcome again here to Husker Online. I don't know what we're calling this thing. Uh, We're calling it live reaction to the news here on Sunday that Nebraska has officially parted ways with head coach Scott Frost. We've had quite a, I wouldn't even call it 24 hours. The game ended last night um, around 10 o'clock. And we came up here and we did a live show with you guys last night at noon or, sorry, midnight that ended at one. And by noon here on Sunday, uh, Scott Frost was informed. Uh, informed Trev Al- or Trev Alberts informed Scott Frost that uh, he's no longer the head football coach at Nebraska. And we had a press conference at three. Joining me here on our special edition, we've got Stephen M. Sipple of Husker Online, formerly 33 years with the Lincoln Journal Star, and Robin Washett, As uh, we're going to be with you here for the next hour, breaking down everything we've learned. And before we get into it, guys. Uh, no better time to check out all of our coverage on Husker online. We've been working all night, all day. Uh, Robin is putting the final touches on his coach's hot board. You're going to want to read that. We've got a special coaching um, search special now just launched by on three. Um, the, the promo is get the whole year now for $10. So make sure you go on Husker online, take advantage of it. Uh, we have so much stuff up right now and uh, no better time uh, to check all this out. But sip, I uh, feel like we've been through many of these tours now covering mm-hmm. Nebraska football. What was your feel, thought of just the day in general?
0: Oh, I thought Trev Alberts, <clears throat> excuse me, I think he handled it really well. There's, the tran- the level of transparency was superb. Mm-hmm. I thought everything from talking about, you know, why uh, they decided to just pay Scott the fifteen full $15 million buyout not wait, not wait till it went down to 7.5 on October 1, everything from that to laying out the day. I mean, laying out how it all went down, starting with a meeting with Scott at 11 a.m. to um, to give him the the news, how they both met, Scott and Trev, with the players subsequently. And then, then Trev let Scott talk to the players by himself. And then and – then then you know inform Mickey at about eleven forty-five that he would be the interim head coach, Mickey Joseph, and, and then Mickey talking to the players. So Trev laid out the day, um, and answered all the questions today. Very strong. Um, you know, I wrote what I wrote and what I've said what I said last night is the the pressure kind of shifts to Trev, and I thought the first you know the first step of the process is the press conference to handle it, and he. I thought he was superb.
1: Yeah, I agree, and you know he's kind of that's how he's handled this whole situation. He said all the right things. um, Has been, um, you know, very honest and. Um, diplomatic at the same time through a very yeah. difficult circumstance where he inherited kind of a mess <laughs> when um, let it play out. He kind of let the story <laughs> write itself and he did, you know, there was, there was a the question about why he didn't wait till October 1st. Uh, Cause obviously that was the point where the buyout Scott Frost buyout would go from 15 million to 7.5. Uh, so it was, you know, interesting, the timing of it, but he basically said that we owe it to our players, to do this now to
0: make a move now to maybe create a spark that he well what yes. he said rob is that they had to do something mm-hmm. and i and i would say that scott wasn't getting through to his guys i don't think it didn't seem to right yeah there was a disconnect Seemed like it at least well I mean, on the defense, or some kind of disconnect. <laughs> going a few on. disconnections. I mean, it really <laughs> turned it really disconnecting turned. themselves from runners. I will say that. Um <laughs> sorry. Go ahead, Sean.
2: The onside kick is where things really turned. In um, Ireland. You yeah. know, and and our videographer Greg Peterson was down on the sidelines for that entire game. Uh-huh. And Trev Alberts was down on the sidelines. And he said before the onside kick and things, Alberts was You know, hands were up. He was just into that game. I mean, it looked like things were well on their way. And then that game just turned, and he said it it looked like, you know, somebody stole Albert's lunch money. He just had his head down, and he was very quiet the rest of the game. And I remember after the game, Kevin Warren went up and just kind of consoled Albert's and almost said, hey, I kind of have a feeling I know what you're probably thinking about next. And, you know, you've got my support right now. Um, you know, and, and you could that moment. I'll never forget them two just after that game on the field, talking Warren and Albert and mm. Albert's talking on the field after that game in Ireland. But that's when it really changes. Think about the pep rally. You weren't at, you guys weren't at the pep rally. No, I was not at the pep rally. Go back to that scene of 5,000 Nebraska fans in Dublin, Ireland, Albert's frost on the stage together. Yeah. God, this has happened fast. And it seems like two years ago. And and here we are today. I mean, that was like a moment you dream about as a coach to have that kind of support and fans filling up basically the central park of Dublin, Ireland when the Braskins traveling and going overseas and then having it all turn so quickly to here we are today.
0: Well, it did turn quickly. And again, it goes back to to Trev feeling like he had to make a move now. This is all, see, Rob, I think it's all happened pretty fast.
1: I mean... Well, because the worst-case scenario played out. I mean, the, the only thing that was going to force this decision mm-hmm. was what happened last night and what almost happened against North Dakota. And then uh, what did happen in Ireland? Exactly. So, I mean, really all we, we went into the season, like if these things happen, it's going to get interesting. Well, all those things happened. Like the literally worst, digit the worst case possible outcomes happened for Scott Frost. And I think that it ended up being, there's no choice. I mean, obviously kind of yeah. waiting a couple more weeks would have saved you a bunch of money, but you know, then, then you're saying that, you know, you're saving a few a million dollars is more important than the, 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 the season and the, the players, brand, the, the brand players. of Nebraska and saving yourself from further embarrassment. And just think of like all the we talk about the, the dead man walking clips of frost, you know, walking out of the tunnel after another loss when Oklahoma beats him by however much like, you know, you avoid that now. At least now you put a new face on your program. You breathe some life, something, a new voice. As Trev put it. You you have that now to where if you would have let this play out to wait for that buyout, I mean this thing could have gotten pretty ugly.
0: Right. And I mean Trev is Uglier. No, now I and I want to be careful in how I word it so you understand. Trev is very results oriented and waiting and waiting for the buyout to be cut in half, that's not necessarily a results oriented move. It's not. I mean, even waiting three more games. I mean, he felt like this – listen, they gave up 528 yards to Northwestern to kick that damn outside kick. They didn't play well against North Dakota. It was a game that they didn't have in hand until six and a half minutes remained. And then they gave up 642 yards, 642 yards to Georgia Southern. If Trev just says, well, I'm just going to bite the bullet for three more weeks or 20 more days. For the money. For the money. That's not really results-oriented. No. And he is – Travis pretty old school results oriented A D. The 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 what you're telling me about that onside kick, that's not a traditional a traditionalist move to kick that onside kick in the Absolutely third quarter. Not. And he's old school. And I
2: and I, I I'm not surprised he didn't react well to that. Well, I mean they gambled the whole trip on that play.
1: I mean <laughs> sure. gambled a season on that. Kind play. of. Yeah. I it was mean, a, it
0: was a desperation.
1: It move. just doesn't it, it wasn't it a desperation move up 11 in the third quarter?
2: Yeah, after you go just had massive momentum, go figure. you know. Well,
0: they're not going to sell that way. There's assistant coaches will, on that staff that will sell this. We had an opportunity, we saw something, I would counter with it. Felt desperate,
1: it did. And even if you get it, okay, I mean, you still got to go down and score. And it's still what 10 minutes left in the third quarter, like it's not like the game was won. On that play call, what you did was you put you put losing into the equation. You changed the tenor of the game with that decision. And whoever's idea it was, whatever the execution on the play was, Scott Frost signed off on it. Thank he you. put his his
2: name on it, and he paid the consequence. So now here we are, and now Mickey Joseph, and and we're going to get into candidates. We're getting into names. Uh, we've got over five hundred people watching us live right now. So uh, great audience again. I think last night we were over six hundred um, for most of the show. I'm hoping we can. Uh, top those numbers again uh, as we know a lot of you have questions comments thoughts we're going to get to them here well, let's get to mickey and, and why they yeah, named let's talk him. about mickey and why um, they and why they why trev named him you last night didn't know if mickey would be the interim that was a question oh i i asked. didn't
0: think he would be i well, said that I when you wrong. step
2: back and look at it maybe it does make sense well the
0: way trev explained it yeah. and that's what we should get into Not not why what I think. I think it's more important to say what Trev thought and why he said that Mickey was a choice. And Trev made sense, right? Mm -hmm. He said uh, he said that Mark Whipple, you know, he's coaching a side of the ball. He's coaching Mm -hmm. the offense. He has a lot on his plate to coach that side of the ball. Any any coordinator does. And Eric Chenander. Now Whipple definitely would have been a candidate. In fact, I thought it'd be Whipple because he's sixty five. Because he has head coaching experience, and, he's, and he won't be a candidate for the job. Maybe I thought he didn't want it, though. It's possible he didn't want it. It's possible there's extenuating circumstances. Mm-hmm. I think there are, actually. Now, as far as Chenander goes, God, he's got a mess on his hands. There's no way right now you could hire Eric Chenander. Can you as,
1: imagine the reaction to the that? Rea-
0: oh, it would be a horrible reaction from the fan base. Mm. Uh, and warranted. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so shift it to Mickey. Makes sense. He has captured fans' imaginations. Uh, with his in. with his recruiting, yeah, he's the most popular guy on the staff, and I think by a pretty wide margin. He does not coach a side of the ball, so he's kind of freed up. You can have analyst a grad assistant help you to a large extent with the receivers. You can't have an analyst take over the offense mm-hmm. or take over the defense. So Trev explained that, and then it it made sense.
1: And Whipple's still going to call plays. Like it's not like oh. Mickey's coming and taking over the offense. It's well, going to be no, Whipple's offense and. Right. Mickey's gonna oversee mm-hmm.
2: everything, and now we'll know if he really was calling the plays. We'll see what this offense yeah. if it changes a lot. Well, you're big on that shit. Uh, we'll get well, some answers. First of all, they, see how much QB they, they, run, QB draw. We did. Yeah, I mean <laughs>
0: QB draw, Sean.
2: None of us should be critical of the offense. So I mean, they had six 75 yeah. plus yards. They drives did their part last night. Six yeah. touchdown drives.
0: Oh, and they did their part in Ireland too. Yeah, for the most part, North Dakota broke was down
2: the at, one moment. Yeah. Where there was the twenty three plays in the first half, but mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. Mick, Mickey, you know, I, I've said this on Channel Seven. We we did a little live shot after. Um, I said it kind of reminds me of when USC appointed Ed Wardron mm-hmm. as the interim coach, mm-hmm. not a coordinator, never been a play caller, really D line coach, D line coach, but just unreal recruiter, players guy. And it is that is a very good comparison. Of captivate- the the fans you know yeah his personality personality
0: personality now mickey would not probably be resistant to saying that i mean most coaches would be i'm not i'm more into personality but a lot of this is personality driven but but more i think it's also very pragmatic on the part of trev again whipple has a side of the ball um eric has a side of the ball that's a mess you can't make those guys the interim yeah or you
2: could make Whipple, but it makes more sense. To like Sean Whipple. Becton could have been a candidate too. Sure, Sean Becton could have been a candidate. You're like, right. But yeah.
1: does he does he do the enthusiasm and energy the way Mickey
0: does? Could Mickey will be a loud voice? Mm-hmm. He'll be a loud voice. Not I don't know that he'll. Well, he'll probably be fairly loud in media settings, <laughs> and he's pretty brash. Mm-hmm. But in the team room, loud voice, right? No, he. he, he and he. And Trev said. He'll make some changes, some structural changes. Now, I don't know what that means exactly. You asked Trev, Sean, what?
2: Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right a company that sells phones, wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. I asked Trev just, was Scott Frost the only person relieved? I I just wanted to clarify, like, did anybody else Mm -hmm. leave today with Scott Frost?
0: Right. Now, will Mickey make changes
2: on the staff? He left that door open. And are there any, is there anybody... That Mickey doesn't want to work around. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would assume things he might was, shift some people, but there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of things that will happen this week. Um, You know, a lot of collect. I think a lot. It's going to be a big collective talk week of like the the future of NIL and kind of where things could shift with collectives and other things.
0: Now, Sean, I don't
2: know that they'll get to that now. Yeah, You're, I
1: mean, they've they got the task. They in got hand to get right right no. Head, no. They well, there, get there get could be an
2: announcement. Cold. I mean, we, we you you reported in our tunnel talk that a, 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 a Omaha collective is being formed. Yeah. And I think some of that stuff will make its way out. You think in the coming weeks that might get held up a little bit by all this, it, it will be interesting just to see. Cause yeah, I don't know if anybody was prepared for this day. Right. I mean, 23 point home favorite. Right. But I will say, I want to share this story about Mickey Joseph, Andy Kendi who um, works channel seven. He talked to somebody at the press conference Sunday and they said, you sh- that was around the team today, and they said you should have seen the reception that Mickey Joseph got. I mean, it was like—is that right? The mm-hmm. players were fired up; they were excited that Mickey was going to step into this opportunity. So that's why I use the Edwardron analogy because interesting, Sean. I I, I get the sense the players are like, I want to fight for Mickey now, and okay. and, and and that's going to be a story.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's I, I think probably the number one reason why Trev went this direction, obviously. Mickey's got uh, a, a nice resume with the work that he's done. Um, he's never been a head coach, which is interesting, but um, obviously coached at the highest level, most recently LSU. So he's been around high level talent. He knows how to deal with high pressure uh, and th- those types of situations. So he's no stranger to that, but um, just the energy, I think that he he gives guys yeah. where, where he's, he's, he's he's cocky, he's brash, and he's, he's going to say the right things to, to fire guys up and, the key thing you got to keep in mind, they got nine more games left. And I like, that's, that's a big part of this where breathing this type of life into the program at this point is absolutely critical.
0: Okay. Well, I thought you're where I thought you're about to go. Rob is nine games left one and two. If Mickey can breathe life into the program and win some games that are unexpected, Mickey Joseph maybe becomes a candidate for the head
2: coaching job. It's like Ed order on how you, he- got the job at usc discussion he's got he's got a nine
1: game trial run here where he can maybe Mm
0: -hmm. more see now i would regard him as an outside as a a, sort of a long shot Mm -hmm. right now but but he could move into the top group pretty fast if they start
1: winning
2: some games gotta start rallying around him and you have the full support of your roster Mm -hmm. and you could sense media in the room today like I mean, there was like a push to want him to be like a legit candidate. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just feel on the question tone. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are people that are like rooting or want, thinking that he is a legit candidate for the yeah. job. Yeah. But
1: but as we talked about last night, uh, Trev Alberts is going to look big with this hire. And so this just because Mickey is the interim does not mean he's got the inside track on anything. The, I guarantee you Trev has his eyes set on some fairly big names and is going to be willing to spend whatever is necessary to offer a competitive deal to those big names. Well, well,
0: think about it, Rob. You're putting together the hot board. I mean, there's guys out there that have coached Big Ten Big Ten programs that are available. Bill mm-hmm. O'Brien at Alabama is mm-hmm. so intriguing to me, the Alabama offensive I like coordinator. The, I like
2: the O'Brien thought.
0: Yeah, the O'Brien. Why is O'Brien intriguing? Because, well, he's the Alabama offensive coordinator right now, which is pretty good on your resume. But also he coached Penn State at a time right after the J- Jerry Sandusky scandal. Right after the Jerry Sandusky scandal. Yeah, he was a national coach of the year. Okay. Yeah. 15 and six. I think he was 15 and seven, 10 and six in the Big Ten in two years. He um, coached a horrible time there and did a really good job. And he's a tough dude. Mm -hmm. He, what I like, I like his personality because he's an hombre and and he has a stomach for this place. Now, he's not the only one who would. There's other guys.
1: He's like a polished Bo Yeah. He, 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 he's just, that's he's it. a dude. Rough. He doesn't take any BS, but right. he's not going to lose his cool. Uh,
0: <laughs> Maybe the not. way sometimes it happens. I think he loses it a little bit, but that not like that. Yeah, not like exactly. Ball. Exactly, yeah, a, yeah, t-
1: a yeah. tempered vocally.
0: Yeah. So I, don't, I mean, I don't want to go too far down the Bill O'Brien road because as your your hot board is going to have how many names?
1: Uh, well, we got eleven prime candidates. We have five ones to watch, and then a handful of long shots that's a lot on there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a big list right now and that's why it's 1.0 because it's going to continuously be updated as we all hear different things. And as you know, rumors start to surface. Uh, So it'll be a, a a progressive board that will be constantly evolving as we learn more information.
2: All right. If you're just joining us about 800 now live watching as we uh, break down this Nebraska coaching search, Sean Callahan, Steve Sippel, Robin Washett, Husker online, check out the website we've got great coverage from today uh we were up early we covered the frost firing news and we've covered and reacted now to trev albert's news uh lots going on check it out we got a great promotion you'll get all of husker online's content now for one year for ten dollars so uh check out husker online there's our front page right now pulled up um tons of great content steve simple's covered the team for 33 years i've been over 20 years on the beat robin's been on the beat for close to 20 years as well um, you're not going to find a team that knows this stuff. And unfortunately, gentlemen, we've been through a number of these coaching yeah, searches. Yeah. Um, Get some practice.
0: Yeah. That helps. Now, that hot board that Rob's putting together will be worth
2: $10. It'll be worth $100. I mean, that's that. That, that It
0: will be. <laughs> You'll I, go to
2: work I, on Monday if you read Robin's hot board, like at least versed on the candidates. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: You
1: know, and it was a, a collective. It's not just me coming up with names. Like, this is all of us, like, mm-hmm. putting our heads together and, like, who is a realistic candidate like who who should we really be talking about here and again like i said it's tiered like where you got the guys that we really think are legitimate we got the guys that you know we could see in the conversation then we got you know those kind of home run hail mary names that that just need to be on the list just in case now
0: trev did talk pretty in depth about what he's looking for Mm -hmm. and he did make it clear that well now i want to hear what you guys think about this i mean he laid out um kind of a vibe that he's just starting this process he's going to talk he said he's going to talk to a lot of different people remember Trevor was an espn analyst for years has a lot of connections Mm -hmm. he said he's going to talk to those connections that sometimes he's going to talk to people it's going to get out it doesn't necessarily mean he talked to that person because that person was a candidate just was seeking guidance um he said there'll be a lot of rumors I wondered a little bit as he was talking if if this if that was a smokescreen. I I wonder a little bit if he has guys three or four. He's he's honed in on already. Like Matt Campbell, Matt Campbell. That you hear that CBS Sports I see is reporting that they've reported that that Campbell has interest in Nebraska's job. Mm -hmm. And we've heard going back to last year that Trev. I mean, I don't mind saying it that Trev might be interested in Campbell. So Campbell has to be on any list. He's got to be in your top tier, right? He's he's right the up there. Guy. Right yeah. up there. Yeah. Without well, question. 42 year old. He's, he's only 10 and seven in his last 17 games at Iowa state. Now that gives you some pause, right? But well, the only still... question
2: too, is he hasn't recruited, you know, and this may not be the answer for Nebraska, but he hasn't recruited like the high grade players. He's a developmental coach. That gets. Maybe that's what Nebraska needs. And <laughs> was yeah, last can, time can they developed. Nebraska? Well, when's, England, when's the last time they get five stars here? But we can also say for the last twenty years, Nebraska has tried to play the recruiting game, mm-hmm. and it hasn't really worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you go after the foreign.
0: The dogs.
1: lack of development, and this is just not just Frost, but over the past at least two staffs has been staggeringly bad, and I think probably the number one issue facing Nebraska, particularly with their development on both sides of the line of scrimmage.
0: Oh yeah, the line. The, the, the,
2: yeah the trenches are, for me are that is problem. the
1: number one issue for why nebraska is where it is the lack of development on the offensive and defensive lines
2: this search will be so much different than what we have now take away the Solich one; that was a freak show but you think about when I-Course fired Bo. i mean he had a gun to his head to get it done in a week and he did why like, did he have a gun to, i don't remember that why I, did he have i course didn't want to be steve peterson and okay. not have a coach so well, I don't think his superiors wanted it to be a protracted So search. you go back to that timeline. He fired Bo on Sunday. The game was Friday. I remember we went through Saturday. Everyone was cool. And I don't even think Bo knew he was going to get fired on Sunday. And he went in to meet with i because they just beat Iowa to go 9-3. and three. And he goes in for that meeting with, with um, I-Course and gets fired. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, here we – then by Friday, he had Mike Riley hired. By the following Friday. Actually, Thursday. Thursday, because that's I, incredible. I was in Beatrice at the Husker lunch, and you were probably in Fremont. Yeah, I don't remember. And they hired Mike Riley, but they went from Bielema to Chris to Riley. That was kind of the, and by Thursday, Riley was announced, and Friday, the press conference happened. Yeah, I get the feeling now, because,
0: because Trev Alberts moved so quickly in this decision, that he ha- he doesn't have to move. He doesn't have to move that quickly here. No, he made that pretty clear. Yeah,
1: like you know, there's there's certain timelines you want to look at, like with the early signing period and the transfer portal. Yeah, this is
2: the day you need to know, December fifth. Yeah, that is the the day. Okay, ap- okay, yeah, go ahead, Sean. So the College Bowl playoff championship teams are announced on like Sunday the fourth, I believe it is. Um, so that Monday after that is the first open day that you can go in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. And so there's Well, a, that's early signing date too. Well, that w- it will be, it will be um, like the next week, I believe. It's like the third.
1: So it's okay. It's like so having a staff in place would be advantageous. Okay, by 5th.
0: lay that out by what December fifth. Yeah. Hold okay. on, I wrote I'm, Just, I'm, I'm if, gonna if even... you want
1: to try to have roster retention and guys know who their coach is going to be when it time, comes time to enter the portal. I mean, that's that's a pretty notable deadline.
0: Yeah, there's 800 people
2: watching this for knowledge like that. Seriously. So, so the day the portal opens, so get it a, right. Is December <laughs> is December 5th. Okay. Yeah. The college football playoff teams get announced on the fourth okay. Sunday. And then when's early signing day? Um, that is the third Wednesday of December. Okay. So all giving having a coach in place in that time before that time frame makes you a lot a, of sense. You almost have to have a coach in place before December 5th, because December 5th it's going to be like opening day of deer hunting season. As I said, as I said mm-hmm. last night, it's going to be wild. I mean, there's just going to be people out everywhere hunting and it's going to be, and th- people are going to be poaching this roster right now. Like if, if you know a guy on this team and have a connection to a coach or a kid, you better believe that yeah. feelers are going out. Yeah. Anthony Grant, AJ Allen. Now, I think AJ you're Allen. not going to get feelers in the next month or two. Absolutely, and that is a distraction,
0: and that that's the sort of thing that Mickey Joseph, as the interim head coach, will address with this team. I imagine he'll have to do all he can to keep their attention right here. that they just parted ways with, you know, these are a bunch of guys who signed up at Nebraska to play for Scott Frost. He's gone. Obviously, that affects him. Mm-hmm. So Mickey's got a tough job and his job his the toughness of the job is exacerbated by those outside factors like the transfer portal,
1: especially when you got a bunch of guys that have been here for barely nine months Mm -hmm. in some cases, Mm -hmm. you know I mean? So they have very little attachment to this place beyond those coaching, that coaching staff and their teammates. And so, I mean, now that that's disrupted, that's going to be a real task for some of those guys to, for, for this, which I would have staff to keep in place.
0: I wish I would have thought it out more before sort of ruling out Mickey as the interim because, Mickey's powerful personality will help keep these guys engaged in this program. Right. I that's he's probably makes a lot of sense because of the climate we're in I
1: mean, in you, college football. You put your most elite recruiter in a mm-hmm. position to re recruit everybody on that roster. Thank you.
2: That's a great way to well, put they, it. I mean, you it's look, a great it's, way to put it. Rob. you talk to somebody simple, but the lack of seniors on this team right now, there's a
0: I didn't talk to somebody. I just looked at the depth chart. <laughs> um, you know, it's incredible. If you, all, anybody, any of our listeners or viewers could do this, look at the three deep and notice the lack of seniors mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball. It's, in, it's pretty incredible, really. Um, defense, there's only one senior starter, Caleb Tanner. Um, now, there's guys like O'Shawn Mathis and Garrett Nelson that will move on, but they're not seniors. Mm-hmm. There's only three. There, I think on the three deep, there's only three or four seniors on the defensive side. Offensive side, it's not much more than that. It's pretty amazing.:
2: I'm going to see if Trey can get the scholarship distribution chart on there um, so we can get a look at just what it looks like for Nebraska's Ross right now. And by the way, we're pushing 1,100 live viewers right now, mm. so um, yeah, so don't say anything wrong. The um... I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg,
0: this is the deal. Each week, you here hear in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business.
1: Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as, bringing as bringing a bunch of big names together. I
0: didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so
1: many you know, more doors. The show is
0: called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal.
2: Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The public has spoken. They like these live shows, and mm-hmm. we're going to keep doing them because... Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get our articles up on Huskar line. We know that's a big part of it. We know interacting on the Red Sea Scrolls is important, but we want to promote, we want to be on with you as well and continue to do these live chats yeah. guys. Cause, uh, we got a lot of comments, a lot of remarks, um, been a lot of questions guys about urban Meyer as a candidate. You brought this up when you walked in the door, mm-hmm. Trev basically. Well, he said this when he was Sam McEwen asked him what three
0: or four traits they had Sam asked Trev Alberts, what three or four traits are you looking for? And what was number one? Character. Yeah. He said, character matters. Um, now, my immediate thought as I was scribbling in my notebook was that could rule out Urban Meyer right there. It could.
1: Because
0: you could bring that comment back at Trev if he tried that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not necessarily, I'm not. I, I want to be on record here. I'm not against Nebraska hiring Urban Meyer. But Trev said what he did, Rob. Mm-hmm.
1: But does Urban Meyer's clout and resume as a college head coach over or supersede that? I mean, that, that's the it's question. Subjective question. I know. And so that's what we don't know is, you know, I mean, he's saying character and all this stuff. But when you get a guy that's won uh, national championships at two different schools, that changes the discussion. Okay. Here's bit. what,
0: here's the deal about Urban Meyer. Come on. Let's just, there let's, let's just put it discussion. out there. Let's put it out there. If you hire Urban Meyer at Nebraska, you know you're winning nine
2: pretty quick. And you and from there, it probably is going to 10, 11 or 12. But you're giving up power of things. Like he's he's got he's got full power. Who's giving up power? Well, like he's in charge. I mean, what does that matter to Trev Alberts? It takes pressure off Trev Alberts. If now, if
0: that guy can win 9, 10, 11 games, which are would you wouldn't you be shocked if Urban Meyer came in here and in year 2 threw a 5 and 7, year 2? Would I be shocked? I'd be shocked. I'd be floored. Yeah, I'd be floored if Urban Meyer in year two. I don't know about year one because I don't know what year one's going to look like. Right. But by year two, right. if he's if he's still throwing five and seven, I'd be shocked. i i th- think he'd get nine right away. The
1: other thing you got to take into account is the last time he coached somewhere it was a total dumpster fire in Jacksonville. Well, you know? NFL. I mean, that's a. Whole I know. So quality. that's what I'm saying. Like, it does that have any impact on his approach to building? They call it rebuilding the college football
2: program. I still, I I think it's not going to happen. Obviously, but what's not going to happen? I don't think he's a real can. I I just don't see that. You don't. Well, he's never taken a job where you'd have to work to find talent. Utah, Utah. Early in his career. Early. Mm -hmm. But in Bowling Green. But you you go back to that early. I I think Arizona State or something like that would make Texas more, more sense. Although
0: Texas. I mean, Texas looked good yesterday. I don't know that Sark is in is gonna be in trouble. I eh? now we'll see how Texas responds to that loss to Alabama, but man, that looked like a good defense
2: to me. And the Texas plane. Anyway, I get what you're saying. I it just yeah, I mean, I think it's it's fun talk here on on YouTube, Husker Online live right now. And we
0: you were the, ruling out Urban hey, Meyer. We got Sean? the
2: scholarship chart pulled up here. So Sean, are you ruling out I, Urban Meyer? I'm just being realistic here, but uh, Trey's got the scholarship. Spoiler chart alert, here. he's on the hot board. Take a look at the, the the board here, Sip. I mean, look at look at the lack of seniors on this team right now. Okay. I'm Omar going. Manning, Oliver Martin, Travis Volkelec, Brock Bando, Trent Hickson. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's what I mean. I S- mean, Devin stunning. Drew.
2: Yeah. Now, there's a lot of guys that would be coming back for maybe a six-year of college that are juniors
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, that may not want to come back, but there aren't a lot of seniors on this roster. I know. But – at the same time, there's nine. There's nine players that are senior scholarship players right now. At the same time, I still wouldn't be surprised if the number of new additions to this team is between 30 and 40 next year. Again. It yeah. wouldn't surprise me at no, all.
1: not at all. I mean, it's just the way this era of college football is now. I think that's the new norm. I mean, you're going to see maybe not to that extent. Where you're not every thirty. But well, in a lot of places, especially during a coaching, but not the top places. Well, okay, because you're not doing a coaching search or a a complete overhaul of your staff and and -hmm. who knows what even what they're going to be schematically. Mm -hmm. So that, I think, should not be surprising whatsoever. Just given the nature of college football roster management now, the circumstances Nebraska is going to be in potentially Mm -hmm. with who they hire with their new coach um, and just kind of the way that the portal is become a, a function of building
2: a roster just as much as high school recruiting. Yep. All right, let's work in some comments. First of all, Robin, uh, Ben wants you to know that the Giants won. And g So what <laughs> this, this Sunday did, did was you say G-Man? disrupt G-Man. Robin's G-Man. full G-Man. NFL routine. Like, Robin oh, and I have worked man. together since two thousand. I had
1: just sat down on the couch. I was ready to, like, really get into it. And then Sean texted me. He's like, hey, be ready. And I'm like.
2: You guys go. didn't want to believe me. I, 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 believe I so. called you. And I was like. It's happening today. I'm
0: still a little bit in a fog. I mean, we we're up till 1.30
2: last night. I know. was, I mean, I was at nine thirty church, and I never do this, but I, I checked my email like three times at church. Oh, like because I, I, just Ooh. had a weird feeling that this was going to be a, a day. <laughs> it
0: was. I didn't. And, and let's be honest, you saw it coming much more than I did. Or it sounds like Rob. Did. I did not think this would happen, and I wrote it yesterday. No, I, I
1: didn't think it was till October. And
0: you know what? Most of the media, I would say, weren't anticipating this this happening today. Um, so no, but you know what though? After the fact, after Trev explained it, it does yeah. make sense. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I think it's
1: just one of those we just assumed that 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 buyout and the plan that they went through all off season renegotiating restructuring this thing like that was the plan all along, and no matter what was going to happen between now and October first, you know wasn't necessarily going to impact it. Like that was the the real deadline for when a decision would be made. And clearly uh, there were more important things than seven and a half million dollars. Well,
0: what is it? It's winning. exactly. It, it, and, it, and it matters. It's, it's,
1: we said it, it's protecting the brand of Nebraska. I mean, right now, Nebraska has been a punching bag for a long time and right now i mean they were interrupting nfl coverage talking about scott frost getting fired and so clearly they are still very much in the national discussion and so to be proactive and say that what we saw last night is unacceptable and there will be accountability there'll be consequences i think is a very important statement made by trev albis
0: yeah now what it and it what it offers up is the notion that don't leave a bunch of sports writers in charge of a athletic program i mean it w- w- when you look back on it in this press conference and what trev said this makes all the sense in the world to move now yeah winning is big to trev he he almost remind. he does not i mean he's an administrator technically but he kind of thinks like a player and a coach mm-hmm. that Let's get this. No, hey, we got to make a move now to give us a chance next week. Yeah, and you got to wonder,
1: like, right? Does, does Sean Eichhorst make that decision? Does he just follow the money? I mean, maybe not unfair to put him in that spot, it but like, be. does does a a non football guy mm-hmm. focus too much on the money and not much about the football and the enhancing, the needs of the fan base
0: and enhancing your chances to win? Exactly, right? enhancing your chances to still to try
1: to be competitive this season yeah mm-hmm. i mean I, th- I think that's that's what separates trev as a guy that's been in the shoes and mm-hmm. done it uh as opposed to someone that just got a law degree and is an athletic director
2: <laughs> all right getting the a uh, lot of comments questions i've heard this name a lot okay um troy calhoun air force what do you think of it <sighs> i mean i think sean you know, I met him. He came up here to a Bo Pelini Coaches Clinic years mm-hmm. ago. He spoke at a clinic, if I'm not mistaken, or they went to spring ball. So I, I've seen him around here once over the years. But I I just don't know if that moves the needle. Yeah. I've been there I don't, since 2000. Are we talking about option football? Yeah, that's what I don't know. I know he's a great coach. I mean, but is he the right coach for Nebraska?
1: I mean, for right now, I don't think so. Because I think Nebraska needs to – they need to do something that – breathe some inject some life into the program. I don't know if Troy does that. I mean, no, no offense to him. He's won 113 games. Uh, he's got two mountain West championships. So, I mean, he's been a, a staple at air force for a long time now and has had a lot of success there, but for what Nebraska needs here and now he's pretty
2: far down my list personally. Let's see, moving down the comments here and just making, we've, we've covered a lot of the questions and comments on here and, and people are just kind of chiming in okay. um, their thoughts on things but yeah I'm, I'm just so intrigued now the number of rumors and things that we're going to chase I mean honestly there's probably no better time to get on a website like Husker online because it's literally going to be every single day from now until probably June we're either going to be talking about <laughs> coaching news uh, that, or Ross Not am particularly appealing but go ahead <laughs> like oh. I told my wife <laughs> yeah I mean, like, Today I'm you like, told your oh, wife said,
0: you're gonna be married, in- and <laughs> I said, "Well,
2: <laughs> much you know longer. the drill. What this is gonna be like for the next few months?
0: Oh, I, it'll yeah. be. I
2: think it's manageable, Sean. No, I, I know. I'm, I'm not trying to throw a pity party here, but it's, right. it's going to be interesting. I mean, the, the Trev has created a lot more interest in things now moving forward. Yes, he has. Um, with all of this. Yes.
1: Again, and then compared to the alternative yes. too,
2: I mean, imagine just Scott Frost coming off that loss
1: with Big Noon Saturday coming to town, uh, the national showcase game of Fox, Gus Johnson. Yeah, and... <laughs> I mean, like it would just been a it's been tougher Scott defeatist vibe around that entire weekend. Now at least there's something new. There's something new to talk about. There's a new coach. There's a new way of doing things. And if if nothing else, it at least changes the the course of the narrative a little bit for the time.
0: You know what else was important today? I thought that and I don't think a lot of people will point this out, but it really struck me. And that was how respectful Trev Alberts was to Scott Frost. Mm -hmm. And and I think why do I think that's important? Because other coaches are watching this press conference. And if he's disrespectful to the outgoing guy, they take note of that and. And he let him
2: talk to the team.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: well, went walked with him to the the player meeting. Like, we've been through a number of it's these. As cordial I mean, as about it Bo gets. they set up an underground meeting at Lincoln North Star's auditorium illegally. Who's they? Well, people that wanted to help Bo,
0: Bo Pelini, and yeah. his team. Right? It yeah. wasn't uh, Sean. Somebody I, that well, had set up keys that. to North Star. Yeah, always I gotta mean, be.
2: Yeah, you gotta guy be. almost lost his job at the school for like allowing the meeting to happen there.
0: Right. See, see, this is this was handled much better is what you're saying. Yeah. I'm saying it was handled but much better by all parties, including like, I Credit you. to
1: Scott Frost too for handling it like a professional. Right. I mean, I'm sure he was very emotional. bitter and upset and emotional about yeah. how this all happened and you know how it got to this point, considering where he was the day he walked in here. And so uh you know for him to, you know, take his lumps and go and have that conversation, be cordial, professional and then be able to deliver a message to his team. I mean, I don't think that that could have been handled
0: any better, like you said, by both parties. Both parties. Now, here's the thing I'd say about Scott. And I think you would back this, Rob, and I think Sean would too. Scott understands why he's not the head coach. And he never was – like, when we criticized him, asked him tough questions, he would never push back because he knew he deserved it. Mm -hmm. And I I, I do – I mean, It's I know it's kind of damning him with faint praise – but I appreciate that thick skin he had. He was 16 and 31 at the end. There was really no defending him and he knew, Hey, Hey guys, he knew that mm-hmm. he, he wasn't going to try. I asked him in that press conference last night, how sell do you, progress. how do you sell the notion of progress now? He and he just laughed. He's he like, kind of, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he knew. And he knew he didn't, he didn't
2: bite back at that. Wow. Um, Cause he knew he knew he couldn't. Um, so, and here's it's Scott a- Frost, by the way. Kevin suits of 10-11 on the screen. This is Scott Frost leaving uh, Memorial Stadium. It, we'll cue it up here again, but this was a video captured by 10-11 here in Lincoln. Um, Scott Frost making his final exit here. Uh, that was equipment manager Jay Terry. And I don't know who the first gentleman is there uh, near Frost, but that was him. Uh, making, Tough day. You know, you think about last night, his mom, Carol, was honored on the field <clears throat> by athletic director Trev Alberts. Yep. Yeah, it's –
0: I mean, there's a human element to all this, but there's also a very pragmatic side to this discussion, and, and we keep saying 16 and 31. That's what I mean by pragmatic. Rob said it. This played out to a point where, in a sense, Trev had no choice. No. This was it, – it became a matter of not if, but when. Mm-hmm. So, and now – and I think people are understanding in this room, we – we have come around to the notion that this was the exact right time. We didn't, we weren't, we didn't expect it, but this all, this all played out in a way that led to today Mm -hmm. and making the move today. Mm -hmm. And, and you know what? Trev did a good job of, of making sense of why, why it happened today. He answered the question very well.
1: And let's also keep in mind before we like start feeling too sorry for Scott is he's getting paid in full. Like he didn't restructure that buyout. He didn't renegotiate. His
2: salary this yeah,
1: year. so you know that's a pretty nice little parting gift.
2: Nineteen, <laughs> nineteen and change. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, I mean, he's going to get nineteen million and change. And nineteen million for sixteen wins.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not so bad. I mean, that's a yeah. Pretty, people now, not some bad. people aren't going to like that. By the way, I've heard from people already that why now some people have been cri- are, are critical of Trev already.
2: Why pay him that money? Um I think Trev probably wrestled with that.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, no doubt. I mean, that's what that whole situation in mean, the last offseason or last season was all about. Like you're keeping him for another year just to lower that buyout and make it a, a more financially responsible like a decision bond. to to make a move if necessary. And then you st- <laughs> like two weeks before the the cutoff point, you, you go ahead and make the move. Anyway. But we
0: understand. it. Yeah, I mean, again, I also understand a contract is a contract, right? I, that, that's now I will tell you this. OK, now I'm going to open myself up to criticism here which i <laughs> tend to do <laughs> but 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 if i were the head coach at nebraska and i was 16 and 31 i wouldn't let him take a dime out of my 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 buyout if i'm due 15 million i, I want my 15 million that's that's the contract we all agreed to yeah. what did now am you. i wrong on that
1: no it's 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 business 101 when right. you sign a contract i signed and, it you you signed, you signed it i signed it Pay me yeah, the money you you agreed to give me well, this I'm much not, money
0: yeah i'm not a into appeasing other people and I'm taking the emotion
1: out of it to fall on the sword and say, no, don't pay me $15 million. I'm not that.
0: No, I'm not doing that. So I don't, I just fall back on that. This, this was the contract that the parties agreed to. People can criticize that all that.
2: You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com Now that's L I B S Y N ads.com. And we've now pushed over 1400 live viewers. Mm. Um, so I'd say people are interested in what's going on. Just a little bit. As, as uh, we uh, continue this discussion of Nebraska's decision to fire Scott Frost here on Sunday, uh, Oklahoma coming into town. Um, we will not hear from Mickey Joseph until Tuesday, Tuesday.
0: So no press conference tomorrow. Are you
2: anticipating a week of just Mickey Joseph Tuesday and nothing else? Or do you think we'll get Shenander? Do you think we'll get Whipple? Um, I, I can't imagine they're going to put players up there Tuesday, but maybe they will.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's risky. Like if it is players, it's your captains. I mean, it's going to be Garrett Nelson and Casey and the guys. He's not a captain. Well, He's a face Garrett of the program.
0: Nelson, um, you would have yeah, I mean, they may put Vokalek yeah, up there, Lec, might be Nick back. Nick Henrich, and who's the Kale Tanner. Tanner? Maybe not Yeah, I don't know how they'll handle that. I mean, if they handle it in the you know, if they follow the lead of the AD, they'll continue to be transparency. Now, how appropriate is it to put players in a Tuesday news conference setting so close to the fact of mm-hmm. firing their head coach? because of the emotions and the potential for those yeah. emotions to spill over. Uh, That's a judgment call. I don't know. Now, as far as Whipple and Shenander go, they should be in front of the media. They should be in front Especially of the media. Especially Shenander.
2: Especially Eric. I, yeah, because Mickey can't answer defensive
0: questions. Right. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with putting Eric Shenander in front of the media. Nothing. I mean, the, the, this is a fan base. As you guys have pointed out, Sean in particular, that stadium has been full this this year. Saturday night was unbelievable. Great atmosphere. The
2: student section.
0: Student section. And they stayed. They stayed, they stayed they, through the whole game. I think the fans deserve answers. Absolutely. I mean, I do.
2: I, and Eric, I think Eric understands that. I mean, he gave up the most yards ever in Memorial Stadium history. Yeah, I mean. I, 642. Right. To Georgia
0: Southern. He's employed. He's responsible. His boss preaches accountability. Removing him from media responsibility media obligations isn't that's not accountability that that works against the in my opinion that works against the notion of accountability am i wrong you're getting protected yeah
2: i don't make him accountable and eric can handle it i mean chenander can handle it yeah he's a grown-up yeah i'm gonna throw another name out here (laughs) a couple people brought up the name mike gundy he's not on our hot board
0: i mean come on that that would be very interesting it'd be very interesting i don't know if he belongs on a hot board uh but gundy look at his record.
2: Yeah. Just look at the record. But he's he's a – Look he, at the record. He's a, a I former think he's, player at Oklahoma State. Guy. I mean – He's a Big 12 guy. But what is the Big 12 in the next few years? Yeah. Uh, but uh, – Yeah, okay. Yeah, when you talk about what a
1: fit is in the conference, that conversation guy, changes Gundy, immensely.
0: <laughs> okay, now would Gundy be a fit in the conference? That, uh, they, they're, they're playing good defense. They played excellent defense last year, well enough that Jim Knowles, the defensive coordinator, got hired by the Big Ten power, Ohio State. Jim Knowles was a defensive coordinator who created an excellent front seven at Oklahoma State. So good that Ohio State, the king of the Big Ten, hired Jim Knowles away. Gundy, now see that, now Gundy will run the ball. I mean, he's... I mean, he's probably the most notable part of his offense as he recruits very dynamic receivers. Some so elite, does Ohio He's got some by elite running backs.
1: Yeah,
2: he's, he's taking a quarterback, quarterback NFL now, running back. I'm sorry. He's got a quarterback recruit. Yeah, he, now. he's already got a local QB. So <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> no, a little, a little like yeah. nugget here. Mike yeah. Gundy's sister lives in Lincoln. Oh,
0: let's get that the dots are getting connected right now (laughs) um, her um her Uh, husband a quarterback in Gretna, and a sister in lincoln that's enough for me Uh, mike's that's enough for a rumor
2: strickland was a um state champion level golfer at lincoln southwest and his brother-in-law craig was a tight end for the cowboys with my gun
0: here's the deal you know i always keep saying and you guys can you guys can shoot me down on these opinions i always talk about Coaches who I think will have a, would have a stomach for this place, and what do I mean by that? It's tough. It's a tough place to coach. It's very demanding. Um, media demands, fans demands, um, a lot of scrutiny. I say Bill O'Brien could handle that, and I think Gundy could handle that. There's certain guys I'd say I don't th- I don't know if he can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Pelini couldn't handle it. He didn't handle it well. No. Nope. Um, Gundy, oh, come on, Gundy could handle it. Mark yeah. Stoops could handle it. He's yeah. a Stoops. Um, he watched his brother handle that Oklahoma, o- that Oklahoma fan base. Frostler knew what it
2: was, but he didn't like. it. I don't
0: know that he handled yeah. it all like, that well. He
2: had a hard time. You know, he'd go into back doors of restaurants, and you know, he, he didn't like. Well, he's, he's very private.
1: Well, his opening press conference, he like put his foot down. Was like, if anybody interviews or takes video of my family, you're done, done. Like day one,
0: right? Day- Which, yeah,
1: you know. So I mean, like, he already had those concerns about taking that position and all that comes with it before he even
0: coached a day. There was, there's that element. And I'm talking more about being able to handle the scrutiny and criticism. Now, Scott did that pretty well, I thought, Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, you got to have a, you got to be a pretty tough, you got to be pretty tough mentally to handle it here. Mm -hmm. Tough. All coaches are tough mentally, but there's degrees. And I think some coaches are just more cut out to handle green Bay than others.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. all right so we've been asked like can we can we hone in on five and i I think we 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 would agree (laughs) okay okay let's do it let's do it i'm gonna throw the what i think we all agree on matt campbell yes bill o'brien yes put those two on there rob those those are two okay i think we all agree on those two rob you're doing a hot
1: board lance leipold three i think think needs to be in that conversation i put him in
0: my column
1: kansas coach
0: okay why lance
1: well, he's got local ties. I mean, he's from Kansas, went to school Drake. One uh, hundred. 150- I don't
2: think he. Didn't go- no, I don't know if he went to no. school at Drake. You're, you're you're thinking of Dave. You're thinking of Dave Doran. Yeah, like- Oh yeah, wrong one. Wrong yeah, one. Yeah. My bad. No. Like- yeah, so he's he's
1: he was at Wisconsin, Whitewater. That's right. Then went to Buffalo, and then is at uh, Kansas now, where they're after to their first two and zero start since 2011 with, so, with a win at West Virginia with an immediate turnaround there. with
0: the win last year against Texas in Austin, mm-hmm. Lance won six national championships at the D three level, six yes. national championships yes. at White- Wisconsin,
1: Whitewater program.
0: resurrected Buffalo's program two, Co- Mac,
1: two Mac titles
0: coached at UNO was an on-campus recruiting coordinator under Frank and, um, So that's his background, very successful background, very. Now I know Lance, not all full disclosure. I've known Lance for 25 years. Um, Now I will say this about Lance and this was, this is, this struck me 20 years ago. He's a big picture thinker. He's very big picture oriented. He's not, he's a, you know what he is? CEO. He is not like a guy that's, you know, buried in a play sheet. He would always ask me strange questions about that, that we're always big picture oriented. I always say, Lance, why do you care about that? You're calling plays at UNO. Well, he's thinking, <laughs> he was thinking about being a head coach someday. He worked and, on Alvarez's staff too, right? I, mean, I Yeah. He's from, he's from Wisconsin. Well, That's he the was other with thing. Bill
2: Callahan on that great Wisconsin staff. Yes.
0: He, and he is from the state of Wisconsin. So he understands big 10 football at a very at acute, he has an acute understanding of big 10 football and he, and he could handle it here. He's now, I don't know. I I regard Lance as a long shot, but I think he should be on. What our...
2: about Dave Dorn? Okay,
0: now wait a second. We got three.
2: We got three. Is Dave Dorn on there? Okay, name the three. Go back and name the okay, three. Okay, So we're we're Matt Campbell. Okay. Bill O'Brien and Lance Put Lance Leipel. This is the Husker Online five pack.
0: Okay, five pack. <laughs> okay, now who we put? Who else are you putting on your five pack, there, boys? What about Chris Kleiman? Mm, I can't get him in my five. Sean,
2: you have a voice. I like
0: Chris Kleiman. I mean, I, obviously. Ah, you could t- maybe talk me into it. I liked what I saw from Kansas State yesterday. My God, they played well against Missouri. He's from Iowa. Okay. okay. They, they, I'll tell you what Nebraska fans would be. They, It's pretty appealing the way they play. They're a tough running team. They play good defense, good special teams. They're very complimentary football is what I'm talking about. He knows how to work the portal. He knows how to work the <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay climbing maybe okay give me another give me one more then
1: all right so what are your thoughts on dave aranda that name gets thrown out a lot
0: i can't put him in my five
1: i just don't know what the mutual level of interest would be there um Bill bush with yeah, dave I mean, aranda what, what about i mean we sean's already out on urban what,
0: what about you does he belong in our five pack that's the question
2: yes he belongs in i the mean five if pack. urban meyer like said trev i'd do it like don't oh, you, would I you mean, say it's a, like it's okay. a no-brainer
1: For If i mean then he belongs on five pack if you believe
2: that rob i, I think so okay. like if okay if, if you had if there's just your baggage pick, no doubt if you had your pick of people that you think you could get and i mean you got to throw like the biggest names out like Dabos. we can't say like right. guys like that but urban's available what if urban said that
0: to trev alberts then what do you do if you're trev alberts i know i would be
2: interested i mean For 10 million like you, like you said
1: Seb, i mean you, you're, you're talking about nine wins happening very quickly. I'd be shocking if he didn't win nine. So, I mean, there's a lot of value to that that can supersede (laughs) whatever issues he he might be dealing with over the last few years. Yeah, there were issues.
2: I was watching a lot of the coverage about Alabama, Texas, like in the Nick Saban program and all his assistant coaches because of the big Sarkeesian angle. And when you see like how Alabama (laughs) runs their program, it just like they have so many coaches so that they call it the outfield in the infield so all of the, like in the meeting room all of the full-time coaches sit at the table and they call that the infield and then all of the GAs and analysts sit around outfield and they call that the outfield and like Mike Loxley and Sarkeesian and all these guys sat in the outfield, outfield. Field. tables and like Loxley's like yeah I had to take kids to the pool at summer camp you know <laughs> And these are your God, analysts. God, that's demeaning.
0: Um, the, but anyway, it, it's not terribly demeaning. But just but I, I, I mean, it just shows it. you
2: <laughs> the, the, how far ahead the elite is right now. Okay,
0: you, so yeah. five pack review. Go. Okay,
2: we got our three. Have we got a fourth and a fifth? Well, I would put Urban in there.
0: Okay, we got well, Urban, Urban in there. Five pack: Urban Meyer, Matt Campbell, Lance Leipold, Bill, Bill O'Brien. O'Brien. We need one more.
1: All right. What are your thoughts on? We already said no to Kleiman does Mickey Joseph belong in the conversation? Mm. We, just, we just spent about pack. 10 minutes talking about how great it was that he's the interim.
0: I don't think he's in the five pack right now, but he could work he's his way. Chances. He's in the six pack, maybe. Yeah.
2: You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads, go to lips Now that's L I B S Y N ads.com.
0: I think, I think Mickey is in an interesting position that he could work his way into it. And I don't need, I don't, I don't, I don't set a win total to it. You'll know by your eyes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, for instance, if right away you see you see more effort engagement a little little more engagement a little more want to and fight against Oklahoma you'll be like okay huh and then as we go if you continue to see that with a few wins Mickey's in Mickey is in the six pack five pack
2: and we can say this now about Scott Frost like it never really felt like the engagement was there with him and players
0: just fair
2: it wasn't great though just like, fair relation I mean his personality just didn't click with today's kid very well I, I hesitate I think to think say it did that. with some with some not yeah. all
0: but not, yeah.
1: definitely not all
0: I hesitate to say that Sean in part because we're not we're not there every day. So' we're, is that we're talking about large you're basing that largely on perception. Um, I'm going off what some players have told me. Okay okay well you've heard you heard Garrett Nelson say all he wanted was to see Frost happy um garrett nelson obviously had a strong connection Mm -hmm. there's and and there's a lot of recruits or a lot of these portal guys that i've talked to or a lot of guys we talked to this summer who said you know i'm here because of scott frost so there was a connection to a lot of guys i don't know okay we haven't have we clearly defined our fifth
2: robin keep going down the list.
0: climbing joseph or fighting for that fifth spot yeah all right when we have what about like a guy like jim leonard
1: Ooh, D coordinator at Wisconsin. He's he he's only Chris. been coaching since
2: 2016. A Jim I Leonard believe. turned down the Packers head coaching job. Was it the defensive coordinator? Yeah, Sean.
0: There's 1,100 people watching. So are you sure about your
2: facts? Okay, I'm gonna look this up. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if he got the head coaching job. Know.
0: Yeah, I don't. I think that was an offensive I mean, coordinator.
1: Defensive. He's, he's only been a defensive. college coordinator since 2017. Leonard is intriguing. Keep
2: going
0: down your list. but so oh yeah, okay. So you got that guy. Uh, what Mark Stoops? Okay, fifth. That's number five. He was—he
2: turned down the Packers' defensive coordinator. Okay, yeah, that makes way Wisconsin.
0: more sense. Okay, okay, yeah, not head coach. I'd put Stoops in our five pack. I'd go out. You him. think there's enough mutual interest there? Like, not necessarily, but I'd put him on there. Well, he makes a
1: lot like all the sense. I mean, the fact that he's been a head coach for almost ten years in the SEC, he's got Big Ten experience as a player he played, iowa too. Yeah, he played at iowa he was he was a line. ga at oh, iowa he fit this uh, i mean he's been a d okay. coordinator at the highest level for multiple years before being a head coach and he built kentucky into a winner he turned a basketball football a school football program into a winner
2: yeah i'm but I, I, i'm i'm saying stoops on here's what he's gonna it. do he's gonna call bo pelini he's probably talked to bo pelini oh god you right and, and yeah. what do you think bo bo is not gonna the youngstown give connection no boy recommendation on taking the okay, job okay that's a like, good point a good point. I mean those guys are from the same like Catholic school like, I mean they, they grew up together right and th- he knows enough about it and Vince Marrow. yeah uh, Vince Marrow is his, okay. his uh, lead lieutenant. We can't there. get this
1: fifth guy. We we're we're a- missing a big one.
2: What about Luke Fickle? No he's he's waiting. he's waiting on Notre Dame, Michigan, Ohio State. We need a fifth. It's either Kleiman or Joseph right now
0: for the fifth spot.
1: Okay, we'll throw some other names at you. What about uh, we talked about Troy Calhoun, Dave Doran. Uh, what about Jamie Chadwell from Oak, or from Coastal Carolina? I, I mean, it's he's intriguing. Alex Grinch, defensive coordinator at USC, intriguing, but no. Uh, Matt Entz from North Dakota State, current no. head coach there.
2: I mean, that just—I feel like they've had okay. kind of the well, program continues to put North Dakota State. I just don't see that being a fit.
1: Well, well, now you're getting into the the real long shots where Zach Taylor.
2: Okay, the issue with Zach Taylor, number one, is any NFL guy. So
1: Matt Rule is in this conversation as well.
2: Any NFL guy you go after, a head coach with a sitting head coach, they're not available to like, mid-January.
1: <laughs> Trouble. Mm-hmm. Skip them. And we just talked about how big December 5th was. Rule could get fired before, <sighs> before. Correct. He is firmly on the hot seat right, right Ruhle, now.
0: Matt Rule could be fired in time for Nebraska.
2: Yeah, Bill Callahan was fired before the season. He's
1: got game. two straight five-win seasons, so they're – Patience is running out with him.
2: Keep going. Give me a couple more.
1: Uh, and then you're getting into uh, like PJ Fleck, Brett Bielema, Sam Pittman.
2: Mm. Bielema turned it down already. Yeah. yeah.
1: PJ Fleck. I, no. No. Sam Pittman. I mean, he is be great, but he's in Arkansas. He's in the perfect situation yeah. for Sam Pittman.
0: I think we go back to climbing and Mickey and make a decision on which one should be in the top five and maybe just make it a six pack and say both. Do that. Yeah. Okay. We got our six pack. So
2: to recap, our six pack of top names today okay chris peter or not chris um the guy that i with down blank matt on. campbell matt campbell urban meyer bill o'brien bill o'brien um who we at uh mickey, mickey joseph joseph chris climbing and, an and urban, meyer. urban meyer there it is not jim leonard and not mark stoops R- right outside not mark stoops okay
0: right outside that's our six-pack bam there You go 1500
2: people watching, and Live. like I
1: said, this is will be constantly evolving, so this is
0: 1.0. And the more info we get, we will get more realistic. Likely, candidates. my top three, my personal top three would be O'Brien, Leipold Campbell. That's my personal. Oh, wait, top three. did we have
2: Leipold on our six pack? Yeah, we did. Okay,
0: I think we did. <laughs> we, we did. We went, did we I don't know, maybe we kind of went, we skipped Leipold? he should be on there. Yeah, we yeah. maybe we skipped him, but my personal top three. Uh, O'Brien,
2: Leipold Campbell in that order, in that people, order, people are throwing out lane Kiff and that that's, just not happening.
1: I know we talked about him last night, It'd be a whole lot of fun, but
2: I don't
0: know that we need a whole lot of fun right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need a whole lot don't of wins. We, though? Don't <laughs> we? There hasn't been a whole lot of fun. What going about on the dude? Wake
2: Forest coach? That's been brought up.
0: Yeah, he's good. I mean, that's a, that's definitely, um, someone
2: I would look at if I were, if I were, if well, I were Trev Trev. said, he's like, I'm not trying to win the press conference. Right. Yeah.
1: He said it, he also said that you're going to see Nebraska linked to a lot of coaches because he's going to talk to a lot of coaches, but just because he's talking to them doesn't mean that they're working up a contract offer right then and there. So that's something to keep in mind as we go through this process that when you see on Twitter, Nebraska has reached out to so-and-so coach from XYZ university uh it's just preliminary discussions getting feelers out creating some dialogue in a lot of these situations well,
0: also also Trev said resources will not be an impediment no they'll pay time yeah, they're gonna dollar. pay that yeah. was i think
1: if very, they have to very pertinent to this yeah. discussion
2: yeah do you think any boosters at all were clued in on today's happenings yes before they yes happened? absolutely okay, they be. absolutely like out of courtesy your top 10 people probably got a call
0: i don't know how he would i don't know
2: how he would go forward in that regard but yeah they, 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 he had to let people what well, i think everybody that's in they're all businessmen themselves like they understand business mm-hmm. and everybody likes scott frost as a person and what he did as a player but this is business
0: right i, I hope i hope we're not being insensitive to scott again I, I i said earlier i really appreciated how respectful trev was to scott today no
2: i think he handled everything um the right way but he a very human on a very human level mm-hmm. All right, as we wrap up, this hot board, Robin, is going to be going up here soon? Very soon. So you want to get on huskeronline.com. We've got a great special coaching search underway. Um, One year, $10 gets you on Husker Online. This is a promotional special. The $10 price, I'm told, is only going to last for a few days, and it's going to go up again. So um, we're fully launched on the On3 network. Uh, Make sure you get on there. Take advantage of our new coaching search special that launched um, here today. Um, on the on three network this hotboard among steve simple's columns my stories all the great content we put up will be available on there and this hotboard, you're going to want to bookmark this thing
1: like i said because it's going to be constantly updated so what you see now will Fun. look very differently
0: in a week or two i love it i love it a shout out to parker gabriel who's watching my former colleague PG. Denver. Doesn't he have a game to cover? <laughs> he just he's, said he's he. watching it from the breath. <laughs> See, this stuff's important to people. Gotta, God, oh, I, I, they're
1: Monday,
2: right? Broncos. Yeah, maybe uh,
1: Bronco. what are Broncos Seahawks. Oh, okay. In Seattle. Okay. Yeah. It's
2: all probably right. traveling. Well, hey, thank you, everybody. Uh, we had record viewership. We peaked out over 1,500 live viewers thank watching you. today's show. Bless you all. Uh, we'll be back for sure after the Oklahoma game. <laughs> Who knows? We may be back before. Actually, we'll be back tomorrow night. Uh, Jeff Cameron and I and Sip are going to be on a special Monday night show. Um, So we'll have more discussion about all this, but we wanted to talk to you all tonight uh, because we know how big today was. Thank you again. Make sure you check us out Husker Online. And thanks again to our producer, Trey Yannity, for putting the show together. Uh, For Steve Sippel, Robin Washett, I'm Sean Callahan.